This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Christmas Everest, a mountain that just keeps getting higher. (laughs) The podcast that is your fault. Now, let's deal with this. Normally, it's very much a dealer's choice situation on this podcast. We take it in turns. Yeah. During the the lockdown, it was one one day on, one day off. Uh, Once we get a normal it gets normalized the new normal for the new year it will be one week on one week off these however they're all yours well you say that no they are but this well, is no, the sort actually, of program that you would have put on they're not all of yours because you can't count and oh. you only you only gave me 23 so Did i had I? to add in another one all oh, yeah. right there's However, a couple the that one... I might even want to take out, yeah, including one that I think you've already watched. <laughs> yeah, the one the one that I picked is pretty bad, but nothing is as bad as Des O'Connor tonight. Well, the Christmas thing is, special, twenty third of December, nineteen ninety one. I wasn't expecting this. I mean, no. I mean, look, right, okay. I I remember the format of the Des O'Connor show, you know. Couple I wasn't of these, surprised by the format at all. I mean, Yeah, a couple of live acts, a couple of comedians, you know. First time I've ever seen a full episode of Des O'Connor tonight. And this, I was not taken aback by the format. There were five guests. Two of them were musical guests. A third was a musical guest who also got to be interviewed. Yeah, but this was just one of those programmes that was on. In yeah. the background, at various points in my life throughout the 1990s. Not in my I house, remember at one point living with my... Or living with my parents, or staying with my parents, or whatever. And it was just on. It was just, just, you know, nobody really watching it or anything. Just playing away to itself. And I, doubt, I don't know if I've ever seen a full episode of it. But I wouldn't be surprised if I have. I wouldn't be surprised if I've seen 50. But I don't know. It, it was never it was never on in our house because we didn't watch ITV. It was never memorable enough for me to have remembered watching a full episode of it. Well, and there was never as far as I can recall at least, there was never that sort of notable Oh, do you remember that thing from Des O'Connor tonight in the same way that you had Emu on Parkinson? Yeah. Or uh, Oliver Reed on Wogan. Yeah. Yeah, that's there yeah. Was, everyone uh, who went on Des O'Connor tonight seemed to have been relatively well behaved. However, having said that, well, no, yeah, that's that's a, that's a fib. We begin. I mean, De- unless Des, of course, <laughs> yeah, Des O'Connor. Well, obviously, um, Des is one of one of twenty twenty's dear departed. Recently yeah. passed on and. I've got no particular problem with Des O'Connor, if I'm honest. He's no, sort of no. quite, he was quite a. He's old school, yes, but he's old school in that way that is completely untroubling. Yeah, I don't remember him, you know, in the same light as I remember at least one of the other guests on this program. No, and with good reason. Yeah. There's an opening monologue. He. Asked how much we're going to tip dustmen. Did people still do a Christmas box for their dustmen in 1991? It, well, it made me think, 
Should, oh shit, should I be doing that this year? No. No? No, no. And oh, I'll tell right, you, okay. from, do you know, the other week, right? And oh, I'm right. Gonna, oh I'm right. Not, the other week, the other week, now, I am very pro-Dustman. I think that they do a fine job and that, you know, if they want a pay rise, they should be bloody well given it because... Because you aren't giving them any money at Christmas. <laughs> a, I'm not giving them any money at Christmas. And B, they do, it's a thankless task but it's a task that needs to be done. And it's a task that needs to be done whether or not you want to be washing your fucking lorries that week, which is what happened to us the other... Oh. They, didn't, they didn't collect our rubbish because they were washing their vans. And that's why they're not getting a Christmas box, you stinky bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> this is my I... Homer Simpson moment. Redacted. The other joke, yeah, more, tr- more troubling for me, not because of the subject matter... Uh, which was basically a, a wife having a little prang in a car and needing to get a skin graft on her face. But she gets it from the skin on her husband's ass, And he derives great pleasure for this every time he sees her mother giving her a kiss. But that's not how it works, Des. You can't just get some skin off someone else's ass And then graft it onto their face. Yeah, they take the skin off your ass. You know, <laughs> was a, they take the skin off you, your body first because yeah. I'm going to surprise you now. That's more likely to take if it's your own skin. Yeah. I mean, when when Nicky Lauder was lying in hospital, having had the last rites, I didn't like call his wife over and go here in case this lad survives. Can we, you know, get a potato peeler on your ass? No. Yeah. It was all from his own ass. No, yeah, that's 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 fair. That's true. I mean, I the, the question that I had written down from this whole thing was this which I would like okay. you to consider alright who the hell actually eats chestnuts at Christmas fucking perverts I, I love chestnuts I knew it <laughs> I love chestnuts what they're great they're like they're like little delicious um, baked potatoes but nicer <sighs> love a chestnut I will eat chestnuts until my fingers are black and cut to ribbons, and that is because I'm, you know, because I'm pe- you're peeling away, you're peeling them away, and the shells are cutting into your fingers, and they all your fingers are getting burnt, and your nails are all falling off. This is, <laughs> but I just love it. No, I can't, I can't be doing with that shit. You should eat. I chestnuts. knew you would, you bloody deviant. I'm not surprised that you don't like. Why would you eat chestnuts? They fall off a fucking tree. Oh, well, all right then. So. You don't eat apples. No, no. You probably don't eat apples, and I. And why not? I'm not eating anything that's fallen off a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you think I am? You you eat you eat enough robins. I I eat cherries. Ha! <laughs> anyway, but they're a fruit, and chestnuts hmm. are a war crime. There are five guests. We'll deal with them each in order, I suppose. First guest, Bernard Manning. Uh, oh, uh, Bernard is 61 and he's wearing a very large tuxedo because he's a big fat cunt. Why is he wearing a tuxedo? Well, I think because I think this was a point at which Bernard was trying to rehabilitate his reputation, wasn't he, in public? So why is he wearing exactly the same clothes that he wore before when he was a racist? Yeah, well, and why is he going on TV and saying and all the same racist. stuff? <laughs> Good luck. Rehabilitating yourself, Bernard, and convincing everyone that oh yeah, I've got all sorts coming to my club. Everyone loves it. 
Yeah, all sorts. I'm not even going to say. And he shouldn't even have said. And if I put a clip in it, I'll fucking bleep it. I can't believe that he dropped a P-bomb on television in 1991. It's almost 1992. It is. I'm not just born by this time, but I'm an adult. I'm certain that... No, it's, it's total cognitive dissonance. <laughs> I have no idea how that was allowed through. Because I doubt if this programme was fucking live. What, what the fuck is he doing there in almost 1992? I don't get it. And, um, and and this is the thing, right? You know, the one thing that his his defenders will always say is that he's an old pro. He's an old professional. Well, he'd done a gig that day in Leeds, and I'm sure he was as awful then as he was on television. I'll put it this way, right? He's not professional enough to have figured out what jokes it's okay to tell at 8 o'clock in the evening on ITV in 1991. Well, I mean, you, yeah, you could say that. But at the same time, the onus is actually on the production team to get that shit out of there. I'm just, like I say, I'm just, I don't, you know. And what was actually quite interesting to me was the reaction of the studio audience. Because there's a kind of a bit of a nervous laugh at the P-bomb. But then he moves on to some anti-Semitism and the audience absolutely loves it. It's the funniest thing they've ever, ever heard. I hate Bernard Manning and I know it's something of a trope and viewed as a bit bit of a sort of, oh, you're one of those snowflakey types. And to people who think like that and say that, I hate you as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, deal with it, suck it up. I mean, it's not that I wanted to or anything, but I am the sort of person who will try and see the good in somebody or the good things in something, you know, if I possibly, possibly can. But he's just got no redeeming qualities. Hey, I'm working hard. I'm working hard. Hard is working, manage your business. Good to me, mother. Oh, Christ. There's, um, (laughs) there, you know... There's he's he's dressed twenty years out of date, you know. Yeah. He's dressed twenty years out of date. He's not attractive in any way to look at or listen to, and I should imagine smell. Mm. There's just there, there are no redeeming features. Second guest and first musical guest. Yes, Kathy Dennis. Yeah, well. Kathy is 23, and yeah. this is pretty much the height of her own fame in terms of her time as a recording artist. Judging by what you were saying to me when you were watching this video... I enjoyed it WhatsApp, a lot. Um, Gotta love a bit of Kathy Dennis. It's the least of her problems. Because, the, to be honest with you... She's not much of a dancer, but then again, compared with the two uh, keyboard players that she's got, she she looks like fucking Beyonce. Well, I didn't really give her any consideration at the time. I mean, I was 18 when this program came out. Okay. And I don't know whether I was too old for her or too young for her, but um, 
her appeal broadly passed me by. So I had to Google it. And of course, she's a Simon Fuller. So um, that gives you an idea of, you know, the kind of yeah. where, where it's where it's kind of headed. Quite a short-lived and moderately successful career as a recording artist. She's gone on to be an extremely successful songwriter. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I had a look at her She's career. She's won three, uh, three Grammys, five Ivan Novello Awards, and she has written songs such as Reach by S Club 7, Can't Get You Out of My Head and Come Into My World by Kylie Minogue, Toxic for Britney Spears. She wrote I Kissed a Girl. That is that is an impressive list. She's a, she's by a any machine. standard, that is an impressive list. But, uh, I mean, I had a look at her career. Yeah. She was at the cusp of a tailspin at this point. Her previous singles had reached number 25, 17, 13 and 5 in the charts. So things have been getting worse mm. steadily. And the one after this one got to number 34. I think this one got to number 20 or 25, something like that. This is everybody move. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I get it, right? She is really hot. <laughs> you know, let's not beat around the bush. To be this. honest, she I is... think the reason I enjoyed it as much as I did was because it wasn't Bernard Manning anymore. Yeah. I probably could have cracked a semi over Dr. Marigold Prescription <laughs> after fucking Bernard Manning. The, the song itself isn't bad per se you know it's 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 competent it's well produced it it seems a little bit out of place in in uh, that christmas program especially when you consider the rest of the songs that are are performed that night yeah i mean the thing is that it's almost entirely forgettable it's high energy fluff yeah and it stinks of a career in decline third guest just fresh from um, powwowing with uh, Bernard Manning in the green room, is Jackie Mason. Yeah. That's a big guest. That's a big name. I mean, it's a big guest, but... Did you know, here's a fact about Jackie Mason, did you know he's Jewish? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that until Des O'Connor went on about it for five minutes. Yeah, I mean, look... Okay, Jackie Mason is a huge guest, and again, you know, he's an A-list celebrity... Big. This is nowhere near peak Jackie Mason. He's no. fucking phoning it in. He's really mumbling at the start. I think just fed up, bored. Just didn't really want to be there. <laughs> Royal show. Royal show. The Queen couldn't get over it. She kept looking at me like she couldn't believe it. <laughs> After I did my performance, she started to talk like me. <laughs> she said, okay, he wasn't that good. He was pretty good. It was a very phenomenal experience. I was enjoying every minute of it. Nobody expected me to be such a sensation. Nobody. Or so modest. I didn't think you were working here either, I'll be honest. Now, you've got no royalty in America. I mean... Well, we don't need it, I'll tell you the truth, because everybody is working. And the thing is that the interview did improve. There's, I think there's an interesting conversation to be had about the, the prevalence of Jewish people in comedy, particularly in the U- United States, and the influence that it's had on the world's sense of humour. You know, that's, that's big reach. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of people, uh, or certainly have been a lot of people from Jewish backgrounds, who, who do very well in comedy. Including, it is 
safe to say, Des O'Connor. Well, including Des O'Connor, including fucking Bernard Manning. <laughs> including Bernard Manning, yes. Here's the thing, <laughs> right? Bernard Manning, Des O'Connor and Barry Manilow. All half Jewish, half Irish. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that Barry so Manilow was also half Irish. I just thought that with a guest of that calibre, barely even really scratched the surface. I mean, you know, tell me about what's... Tell me about Judaism. Tell me about the sort of things that, you know, Jewish people do. Tell me about the differences between America and Britain. Good night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's there hasn't been a great deal of research into him going along, but I... I, I was watching it, and I've got written down here, he's no Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. I know that's a high bar to reach, because you've introduced me really to Rodney Dangerfield, and I've, I've been watching quite a bit of him on YouTube lately, and he absolutely makes me die laughing. He is so funny. He gets absolutely no respect. He gets no respect. <laughs> I tell you, I can't relax, you know. Well, the other night I felt like having a few drinks. I went over to the bartender and I said, surprise me. He showed me a naked picture of my wife. <laughs> my wife ain't got no sex life either. She cut me down once a month. Oh, I'm lucky too, guys. I know she cut out completely. <laughs> oh, yesterday was a beauty. I asked a cab driver where can I get some action. He took me to my house. Rodney Dangerfield, though, for all of his many virtues uh, was not the basis of the voice of the anteater in uh, the ant and the anteater. Yeah, no, that's true. Shorts yeah. in Pink Panther cartoons. So Jackie Mason's got that one. I get the feeling, because Jackie Mason is one of those who I've come to very late. Uh, mostly what I've seen is clips of him being brilliant on TV chat shows. And the thought occurred to me today... What if he's not always brilliant on TV chat shows and the ones that get uploaded onto YouTube are the few where he is? And uh, I think that this one might well just be a bit more representative of his overall performance. I don't well, know. Well, maybe. He was, he, was, or may- he was not on fire. Maybe he needs someone to fire off. And I think Des is just too passive and... I mean, you could tell that Des was delighted to have a guest of that calibre there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing is that, you know, coming up after the break, somebody who ends up even more fucking famous than Jackie Mason. It's only Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, yeah. She's got a five-octave vocal range. She's properly, properly famous. Des makes a number of claims about her chart success, Mm. which are in fact not borne out by the facts, unless you are an American, because the first five songs that Mariah Carey released went to number one in the United States. Yes. Uh, She hasn't had a number one in the UK at this point. No. And in, in fact, the song that she was singing... Can't Let Go is the first song that she ever released that didn't get to number one in the United well, States. Well, yeah, I was looking at that because what was really interesting about that is that she's A-list in the United States if that's her record. This isn't somebody who's slumming it. Yeah. who's like, oh, I've got to go. Yeah. 
there ain't nothing for me in the United States anymore. Best go to Britain and see if they still remember me there about it. Mariah Carey is 21. Yeah. What's she doing there? What's she doing there? It doesn't make any sense. It's a question that probably has occurred to her, particularly when she was sat in the green room next to Bernard Manning eating a whole tray of buffet pork pies. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I found interesting about her career was that her cover of Without You... Her first UK number one? Her only UK number one single. She had one with Westlife as well. That doesn't count. Against all odds. Yeah, no, that's Westlife featuring Mariah Carey. No, if your name's not at the front of that, it doesn't count. That's Westlife's number one, I'm afraid. Sorry, them's the rules. Also, however, it it being Christmas and it being Mariah Carey, it seems only fair to point out that Mariah Carey, singer of possibly the last great Christmas song, All I Want For Christmas Is You, kept off Christmas number one, 1994, by East 17. Yeah, she couldn't do that song then, because she probably hadn't written it, or whoever it was who wrote it for. No. It's a good song, though, isn't it? It is a good song. Yeah, and and it's it's funny, because I remember when it came out, and, you know, everybody kind of my age. I remember the video. (laughs) So we were like, whatever. (laughs) What year was it? 94? 94, yeah. Yeah, so I was 22. And obviously fucking hated it because we were still basically just oh. overgrown teenagers weren't we oh, Mariah Carey she's the she's the enemy you know, I was a 14 year old and I thought it was great but, for various um, reasons when I got a look yeah we, yeah, <laughs> same reasons as same reasons as you've got the complete Cappy Dennis discography on yeah CD so that, that was different that was two of her face on that was chest that was this week <laughs> And this is a track he's going to sing for us, first of all, from his new Christmas album. Will you please welcome Barry Manilow? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. Right, fifth guest. This is the big one. This is the one that the studio audience have been waiting for. This is the one that the studio audience have been frothing for. That he gets a third of the show to himself. Barry Manilow opens with a song from his new Christmas album, Jingle Bells. That's a letdown, isn't it? Where he just goes into bloody Jingle Bells. I'm like, no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Manilow. Over here. If you're coming on the TV and doing a song, or whatever, then I want one of the hits, so I want Mandy, or I want Could It Be Magic, or I want I Write The Songs That Make The Whole World Sing. And if you're not doing any of those, I am not interested. And I certainly don't want to hear you doing fucking Jingle Bells. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do Copacabana and fuck off. Yeah, yeah, do Copacabana. Yeah, everyone loves that, and it's... it's, it's it's two days to Christmas, Manilo. Everybody's in Christmas party mood. They won't be in three days' time. Yeah. I can give them that. Fucking jingle bells. I'll hear jingle bells 30 times over the next three days, you stupid prick. I know it's an easy target, but he... You're going to go on and His, his nose, nose is... I mean, it's like Jimmy Hill's chin. His nose is... <laughs> I don't really notice it that Oh, much. come on. I'm, I'm not, it's disproportionately you know, it I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, Hill's, Jimmy Hill's mandible is automatically noticeable. But um, I'm, I'm not sold that Manilow's nose... I, I just feel as if it was. it's 
blown out of proportion. Well, that's the problem with it. I think, actually, maybe he hasn't got a big nose. He's just got a freakishly small head. Maybe that's the that's the key. No, no, no. That's not really. What but I'm my my about. question <laughs> my question about Manolo doesn't pertain to his nose. I want to know why it is that he is so popular. What is what well, is it is, about? Isn't him? he? He's very personable. He's, well, he's, he's very... personable, and look, I don't deny. Very, he's a very talented singer. He's a very talented songwriter. He's a very talented musician, but there's lots of people who are talented. He he just gets a certain proportion of women so excited. He is, I understand, an outstanding live performer. Well, I'm sure he is. If you go to see one of his shows where he does all the greatest hits, then those are supposed to be... And that's why I was like kind of looking forward to seeing him. I was like, oh, man, do one of the hits and do it, you know, as it's Christmas, yeah, do it with a bit of style. I think I'll be into it. I mean, to be fair, he did do two Christmas... Well, he did three Christmas songs, and what the one of them yeah. was a Christmas song that he'd written himself. Uh, it was called Because It's Christmas, and it wasn't Copacabana. He was a session musician and a piano player and what for have Bette you. Midler. For a long time. He wasn't particularly young when his career took off. I think he was the other side of 30. But he's got some good stories. Oh, I'm sure he's got some good stories. Yeah. You know, but he's had, he's had a lot. He's 48 at I this reckon. point. He looks, he looks good yeah. on it, which... Same age as me. He, he's, he, he looks considerably younger than me. But I should imagine the suntan yeah. and highly likely facelift of some description has been going on there because his face is completely smooth. Yeah, he's had a lot of advantages that you just simply haven't had such as being yeah. Barry Manilow. Well, no, I don't, you know I think the biggest advantage there is like I say, a suntan helps and uh, uh, an, a nip and a tuck helps as well and he, he looks as if he's had one because I don't believe that most people my, my age have skin that smooth. No, unless they've had a skin graft and their husband's arsehole. Which is not inconceivable. We finish with a duet. Des and Barry. And Barry giving some good-natured joshing about how awful Des is as a singer. Well, of course, it is the law. It is the law. White Christmas, which is a song I hate. So anyway, while we're cheerful, thinking about that, um, what was your festive highlight? There was quite a lot of festive stuff to pick from in this one i was very impressed by the lavishness of the stage set oh it was properly glossy first for the first time since we've been doing this wretched godforsaken insanity experiment cast i wasn't looking at the set and just being like this is look at it it looks shit no. it all looks so shit everything here looks shit and I mean Bird of Manning came on and ruined that effect fairly yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. but they had a big Christmas tree a really big Christmas tree in fact they had more than one Christmas that tree that was some proper ITV advertising money you know Manilo had a, like a special bit of stage all done up for him didn't oh, he oh yeah and, uh, and, and it looked glossy it was well produced it was you know again it's the same as when we did that one about that's life i don't i don't necessarily have to like something to be able to appreciate competence and this was very slickly very ably done and the set was the 
visual representation of that. It was it looked properly, you know, it looked like a TV show that was glamorous. There, there's no, there's no denying it, and you know, it looked glamorous. The guests were a list. Uh, Des O'Connor was spectacularly tanned and looking for. He I mean, was, yeah. you know, he was fifty nine, and again, looks great on it. But when you consider that this oh, is yeah. nineteen ninety one, and nineteen ninety fifty nine in nineteen ninety one is a, roughly equivalent to a hundred and five in twenty twenty. <laughs> so, well, that's our that's our fifty nine year old listeners deserting us in droves. Yeah, well, as we slowly manage to offend every single. I'm working it. Person, I've got one by I've got one. a checklist. I've written it on the wall in shit. <laughs> All right, <laughs> next week. Next, next tomorrow, people with green eyes. What are you doing? Shady, shady I've fuckers. got green eyes. Yeah, well, you know. I know I eat chestnuts. This whole thing. <laughs> I'm honest, I, I genuinely believe that by the end of this advent calendar, we, we are never going to talk to each other ever again. <laughs> You've got green eyes. You eat, ches- you eat chestnuts. And let's not forget got a tattoo of Kathy Dennis on my chest. And you write things on the wall in your own shit, which are basically lists yeah. <laughs> of, of the things that you hate and your, my, your enemies. My, my, my festive highlight of this programme, I think, was Jingle Bells. Not because of Jingle Bells, but when it became apparent that at least he wasn't going to do a medley. That was my favourite thing. He just stuck, he yeah, stuck to Jingle fair. Bells. He didn't do a medley... And I can only thank him for that because I think if he'd done a medley at that point, I might have just given up. Tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah, tomorrow. It doesn't it get doesn't, any better. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't get any better. No, tomorrow's tomorrow's um, brutal. Tomorrow is. I think it's the nineteen eighty four He Man and She Ra Christmas special. When you say 1984, yeah, does that mean that there were others? Uh, there were certainly others on YouTube. Fuck, you're going to watch them all now, and I'm you've not, only got I'll yourself tell you that I am not. Not after what I've seen, and I, I, they don't even celebrate Christmas. They live on another planet. I know, horseshit. No spoilers though. No spoilers. No spoilers. But um, yeah, that's tomorrow. God, look, this is your fault. None of the. No, this is your fault. <laughs> it's someone's fault. Somebody, somebody must be held responsible. That's us done for another uh, another week. <laughs> An- another day. Uh, no, that's us done for another Christmas. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>